0: And I am talking to Tiffany today of Grocery Budget Boot Camp. We're talking about small steps to real food. I really enjoyed talking to Tiffany. Um, I talk about this later, but the reason why I even looked her up is that several of the members of the patron-only Facebook group, the Super Secret Facebook group that's available for patrons of this show, um, had mentioned that they were going through it and had said that they liked it. And so I thought, well, I'm going to go check that out. Um, so I just really enjoyed talking to Tiffany about kind of her family's journey from eating a lot of processed foods into eating whole foods. And, um, I saw a lot of parallels, honestly, in this conversation between my own journey in my house as far as, you know, starting super small, fixating on one thing that I know I go back to and her journey in, um, you know, making some, what ended up being really big changes, but how she made them by making small changes first. So I really enjoyed this conversation. And um, so she's going to mention a fresh start challenge. I'll go ahead and tell you the link now, and then I'll tell you again at the end, but, um, grocery budget, bootcamp.com slash slob um, is a link to that fresh start challenge, which is free. It's a five day thing. Um, but that is my affiliate link in case you ever decided to, um, you know, get one of her products in the end, but this challenge is free. So anyway, before we get into that though, I want to make sure that you realize we are in February. I mean, my whole goal is not to tell you guys, did you have, you looked at the calendar? My goal is to remind you that, um, we are in the month that my new book comes out decluttering at the speed of life. And if you have not pre-ordered it, I would love for you to do that. Partly as a favor to me because, you know, we're friends, right? Um, but the real reason is because I want you to have this resource that I've created that will help you in decluttering your house, because this is a, a guide and it, we go super, super deep into the subject of decluttering through the different spaces in your house, blah, 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 whatever. Um, you can pre-order any of the versions, including the audible version, which is me reading it. Um, and if you do that before, I guess by the 26th of February, it comes out on the 27th. If you pre-order, you can also get and the five day clutter shakedown for free. Okay. So that's a $30 value. It's a video course where I show you and talk you through the steps to working through an overwhelming mess, show you how that works, explain it. Uh, there are also audio files of each video in case you just want to listen, or if you want to re-listen after watching it while you're working on things anyway. And there's also, um, transcripts of each day's video. So, um, Just want to make sure you know about that and you don't miss it. Okay, here we go. Hi, Tiffany. I'm excited that you're here today. Um, We are going to be talking about all things um, groceries and budgeting and healthy eating and all that good January stuff. Yeah. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Okay, so um, we (sighs) let me just tell you a little bit about my people which my people are me. So that's how I know them so well. Um, So we are project people. So like a big part of the issue with, um, you know, cleaning and decluttering and keeping those things under control is that we love a good project. So projects are so much more fun than daily mundane things. But the problem with that is that we tend to treat everything as a project that maybe shouldn't be a project. And then that backfires and then, we just kind of, you know, get paralyzed and give up. Um yeah. <laughs> so so I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean I think it's it's a pretty common issue in general. I mean, obviously, kind of like decluttering, um, healthy eating is one of those things that um is a New Year's resolution <laughs> because we're all like, okay, this year's gonna be different. Right. <laughs> so um so tell me a little bit first about who you are and what you do and how you, what your story is of becoming an expert on grocery shopping. So just tell me a little bit about you.
1: Sure. Um, well, so I'm married. I have two kids and our, I kind of have to call it a journey, our real food journey. Cause it doesn't happen overnight and it never really ever ends. Right. So um, our journey started, oh, I'll do the math. So my youngest is eight, about when she was two ish. So about six years ago, it started. Um, well, actually I should back up before then, my husband and I got married and we were in a tremendous amount of debt, like an embarrassing amount of debt. So we sat down and did our bills and realized that the only line item that had any wiggle room was the grocery budget. So we just capped our spending. We just said, let's just not spend any more than this because this is what we spent last month and let's just see if we can do it. And it turned out that when we capped our spending, it wasn't that hard to stay within it. You know, we were just, we were very generous with ourselves. We had a, what I consider as a large number for just the two of us. But um, that kind of started the budgeting aspect of it. Well, I found out we were going to have a baby and I realized that, you know, diapers are expensive and wipes are expensive and babies are expensive. So if we were going to stick within our budget and attempt to one day be debt free, I needed to figure out how to afford the things that we needed without spending a lot of money. So I learned how to coupon. Long yes. story short, I got really, really good at couponing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did that kind of
0: right before I hit rock bottom on my clutter <laughs> issues. So I I have a lot of um, people who totally understand the couponing thing. So yes.
1: Yes. Well, let me say, yeah, couponing did not mesh well with any decluttering goal I ever had. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Um, but I got really, really good at it. And so when you're a couponer, you find yourself in the store a lot. You know, I played the drugstore game, and I, I just I had it down to a science. So I was in the stores a lot. But while I was there, I was realizing that there was a little bit more to saving money than just simply coupons. Okay, so fast forward, and I've got the stockpile in our kitchen and our closet I'm everywhere. There's just stuff everywhere of things that I got for a really great deal or free that we were never going to need. So my husband looks at the um, the cabinets in the kitchen. Sorry right there for a second looked at the pantry and he says (laughs) um can we eat real food and i'm like what do you mean eat real food we're eating real food like i'm opening i'm opening the kitchen I'm like this is all food and he goes no babe this is boxes we're eating boxes can we eat things like carrots that grow in the ground and (laughs) no i'm actually i love this because i had just jotted down
0: i want to hear your definition of real food so obviously this is how you this conversation is Part of you coming to a definition, so yeah, keep talking. About yeah, that.
1: yeah. So, and I'm like, oh, okay. You know, comes from a ground. Sure, okay. Mm-hmm. And a big part of me was like, yeah, that's not happening because <laughs> I knew that real food or healthy food was just expensive. You know, I had done this skip planning thing. I was working so hard just to put food on the table that mm-hmm. to throw in the wrench of make it healthy food, I was like, that's just not going to happen. It's impossible. And so, um a couple days later, when I realized that he wasn't kidding.
0: <laughs> he didn't forget that he said right? that. Right, yeah. yeah. Let's just hope he forgets, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah he didn't. So yeah. um, I kind of just sat for a little bit and tried to wrap my head around what that looked like for our family. What exactly did it mean to eat healthy food? And we came up with a definition. So for us, healthy food, or sorry, real food, I should say, is anything that comes from the ground or animals that eat the ground that you can make yourself... Make yourself at home if you had enough time and enough resources. Okay. So we also though live by the 80-20 rule where we, 80% of our food we try to eat, you know, from scratch as healthy as it can be. And then there's a 20%, which, um, is like Christmas cookies and (laughs) Easter eggs, you know, things that we probably shouldn't eat all the time, but they're around us and we kind of do because we're people and we like to splurge. Right. And we have taste buds. So, um, at the time though, when we were first starting to eat real food, I realized I had to draw a line somewhere. There had to be, things had to fall in the category of either yes or no. Because if I always made exceptions, I really wasn't going to make any progress. So the line that we drew was no hydrogenated oils, which I know sounds like a really scary word, and no high fructose corn syrup. And it turns out that with those two things, like almost every cabinet we had at the time had to get cleared out because every box had one of those two ingredients in it.
0: I find this oh. so fascinating. My husband and I, <laughs> and I have not talked about this because yeah. I am one of those people who I'm like, well, I'm doing really good at this and if I mention it, then it's all going to fall apart.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> so,
0: we have we've been eating um we started out we did whole 30, we've been eating more, you know, paleo type stuff and and a lot of it I know that you're technically not supposed to do those things for weight loss, but I have lost weight and mm-hmm. uh, that was really motivating and I have just like I'm telling you, we've been doing this since October. And in the last two weeks, I have realized that I think it's either high fructose corn syrup or it's something that's in things that have that, that makes my back hurt like crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my goodness, really? (laughs) Does that mean I can never go back? You know, but it is. I mean, I thought, I thought it was a certain time of, the month, you know, that occurs. And mm-hmm. I, re- at one point, cause my husband was like, well, did it happen at Thanksgiving when you, you know, ate a bunch of different stuff? I'm like, I think I just thought it was that. But now that I'm like starting to put it together, I'm like, yep, I ate this on this day. And so I, that's, that's so I love that you're saying that you identified certain ingredients. Cause to me, that's, that's like, you know, that's like my do the dishes. That's my thing mm-hmm. is, can I just find one little thing that can be my focus so I don't have to think about everything Um, So that's really interesting. I I like that.
1: Yes. And when we were first learning about real food, I think that was really hard. Like, And I'm just going to put it out there. Learning about real food is hard because there are so many avenues that you could approach it with. And there are so many rabbit trails that you can get lost down. And bringing it back to just those two ingredients have have just made it that much easier to stick with it for the long term. And even now, you know, my kids are 10 and 8. And we're teaching the kids the difference between healthy food and not healthy food. And that's the rule that we use for them. You know, like we've shown them, find the ingredients, read the ingredients, and if you see these two things, it's a definite no. You know, and we talk about some of the other ingredients too, but but by having those rules, it has made healthy eating for the long-term achievable. Like it's something we can do because the rules are just, it's just black and white on those two things.
0: That's so interesting. I like that. Cool.
1: So So how did
0: it, I mean, where did it go from there? Did it, I mean, did that... Did taking out those two ingredients then lead to other healthy eating habits? I mean, obviously that takes out the vast majority of your processed stuff. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, did you find yourself changing overall, like things that you craved, things that you like? I mean, that honest, I'll just be honest. Mm -hmm. So many times it comes down to, for me, I'm like, but I don't like that stuff. <laughs> like I don't, I don't like green peppers. I don't like onions. I don't like, I mean, there's just so many things that healthy yeah. people are like, Oh, I just love sweet potatoes, you know, or whatever. Know. And I'm like, I hate sweet potatoes. So
1: yeah,
0: now I mean, I, I have, I have started eating them to, to a degree, but it's like, you know, what did it help you change? And, and yeah, I want to know about that process.
1: Yeah. You know what? I don't like cauliflower and I don't oh. like quinoa. cauliflower
0: is disgusting. And anybody who tries (laughs) to tell you that you can make, that you can pretend like cauliflower is rice. I'm sorry. They, (laughs) because rice doesn't stink like something dead and cauliflower does. And so so I, that is, it's a huge thing. Yeah. My husband and I, we did something uh, several years ago. We only ate vegetables for a certain amount of time. And, um, And I was all excited because I had, I was like cauliflower rice. Okay. So I made fried rice the way that uh-huh. I normally make it. And it was the most disgusting thing <laughs> I can't ever. Even
1: imagine. <laughs> yeah. It was, it
0: was horrendous. Anyway, I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Go ahead.
1: No, no, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah. So drawing the line in the sand and kind of going through our pantry of, you know, we are not going to eat anything that has these two ingredients. It definitely <laughs> cleared out a lot of our pantry. Like probably 90% of the food we had had one uh-huh. of those two things. And it was eye opening and um and discouraging in a way because say, it sounds depressing it was it was really hard, and you know my kids were little, and so this at this they're in the stage where you kind of survive on graham crackers mm-hmm. and goldfish for for a little bit, you know when they're like still mushy eating, but they want to hold it themselves and they're always running away from the table so when it got to the point where I was like, I don't really feel like I have anything we can eat in the house ever because of these two ingredients so Um, I just kind of learned to give myself a lot of grace. So like with the graham crackers, for example, they had I don't even remember which one they had, but they had one of the two. And and I thought, well, right now, I don't think I can survive without graham crackers. Like I'm probably being a bit facetious there because of course I'm not going to die without graham graham crackers. Right. But but to make For your sanity. Yes, for my sanity. I needed those crackers. And I said, you know what? Okay. I'm just gonna keep the crackers. And when the box is gone. It's gone and I will find a different alternative at the time. And that mentality right there made it so much easier to wrap my head around the changes I needed to make because I didn't have to focus on everything. I didn't have to focus on breakfast and snack and lunch and dinner and dessert. I just had to focus on like, what are we going to eat tonight for dinner? And Mm -hmm. then, and then if I was originally going to come from a box, I thought, well, what can I make that doesn't come from a box? And so I also stopped viewing it like trying to recreate the foods I love that came from a box because that's actually not easy to do to come up with a really great macaroni and cheese recipe. When you're used to Velveeta shells and cheese is not an easy feat. So I just didn't cook those things. Instead I made things that wouldn't have come from a box in the first place. Like, you know, really I'm talking simple here. Like a can of green beans, roasted chicken, maybe some seasoned rice. And a salad. like Which is all stuff that's delicious anytime you eat it. Yes. Yeah, yes. it's
0: not like, oh, I'm eating diet food. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. And so then eventually, you know, the graham crackers run out and I started thinking, well, do I want to learn how to make graham crackers? My first gut <laughs> got- was, <I'm sorry>. no, <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't really know how to make graham crackers. Um, and then I thought, well, what can I give my kids for a snack instead that is healthier? that isn't hard on me as the mom, and we just started eating fruit. And it's it really it was just that simple. You know, it was bananas that were cut up into small pieces. For my older child, it would be um, like apples that were bite-sized apples or even applesauce. And I would buy applesauce. I still buy applesauce. I don't make my own applesauce. I don't make everything from scratch. I make a lot of things from scratch. But back then, it was like, what can I do just right now We'll well, and make... you
0: you can get applesauce that's good.
1: Yes, you can, yeah. yeah. Um, but at the time, it was just like, let me focus on the task at hand. The task yeah. at hand is my kids are hungry. What can I give them that I already have that's healthy, that requires minimal effort on my part? And we just we migrated to fruit, and that's still what we do to this day. With my kids, And um, they are older, but I have rules in place, like with house rules, where if you want to snack on something – like, uh, like pretzels. If you want pretzels, you need to have a piece of fruit first. But we have grown into that now because my kids have been doing this for six plus years. Wow. That did not happen overnight. So if anyone's thinking like, oh my goodness, I can totally transform my family overnight. No, you can't. Like, <laughs> right. I hate to burst your bubble, but this is, it's not easy. It takes a lot of effort, but it is attainable. It just happens over a long period of time.
0: Okay. Well, tell me how you, Well, Anyway, I want to hear about how you came to be the expert on grocery shopping because I found out about you from (laughs) members of my Patreon group, okay? Mm -hmm. So I have patrons of this show. They have a super secret, um, Facebook group that you can get invited to as a perk of being a patron. So, um, they were just talking about you in there and several, you know, somebody said they were going through one of your courses and Mm -hmm. somebody said, Oh, I love that. And I did that too. And somebody was like, yeah, I did that too. And I'm like, okay, well I need to go find out. (laughs) because Obviously (laughs) this is something that works well for our personality type, which is what I'm always looking for. You know, like Mm -hmm. how can we, how can we go with the personality type that we have instead of being like, okay, I'm going to be, um, I don't know, Jillian Michaels or whatever, you know? Right. <laughs> so, you know, how can we, because that is part of the problem. It's like, okay, starting tomorrow, everything is going to be different, but I like the way you're doing that. So how, what's, what's your story of getting to this point where you taught others how to do this stuff?
1: So, um, after we switched to, was, when I say switch, I really mean we switched our brain into eating real food and started being conscious about what we bought and the meals that we were eating. I, Couldn't help but share my tips with my friends. And um, I'm kind of just a talker. That's one of my personality traits. I just like to talk. And um, I started talking to my friends about it, and they kept giving me this look. Like their eyes would glaze over, and it was like tiff. (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) I was about to ask you, and then
0: I didn't. I was like, so did they love that when you talked about (laughs) (laughs) it?
1: Like the first once. (laughs) But I kept going and going. And so my husband was like, maybe you should start a blog. And I was like, No. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, and then I kept, you know, talking and talking, and then my friends were like, "Maybe you should start a blog." And I was like, "Okay, well, maybe you guys are right." <laughs> yeah. So I started uh, my blog, "Don't Waste the Crumbs," and it was really focused on how to save money while eating better. And when the blog first started, that's what I was doing. It was me taking me tiny, tiny baby steps in an effort to stay with our budget. Because remember, we're still paying off debt here, right. but we're also trying to eat healthy. So. It was healthy eating on a budget, and I just shared everything I learned along the way, whether it was a recipe or a tutorial or research on, you know, I I would spend time researching dairy and then researching grains, and I would just publish all this research, and then um, after a while, my readers, you know, would email me and say, can you talk more about this? Can you talk more about that? Like, I need some practical ideas of how I can save money. In the house or with meat or in the grocery store. And so I started sharing those tips. And in my head, I was thinking, I'm totally giving my readers what they want. They're asking and I'm delivering, except they kept asking, which, (laughs) which should be a sign that I really wasn't delivering. I really wasn't getting the point across. I really wasn't helping them in the way that they needed help. And so I gave it some thought and I thought to myself that they, they really need somebody to hold their hand, which I totally understood. Because if I could rewind time and go back to when we first started eating healthy food, I wish I had a friend who could just sit me down and say, Tiff, here's what you need to focus on first. And once we get that under control, then we're going to focus on this. And there's, you know, if you Google, you know, real food on a budget, you will come up with all kinds of articles, which are really great, except that you never really learn how to put them all together. And so that's, where I realized my readers were struggling and so I focused my own efforts on creating a system for myself where it was literally A to B to C to D. So if I sat down and I did this task and then this task and then this task, you know, and I followed through my list. When I was done, I had a kitchen full of healthy food. I had a meal plan for the week. I had, I basically had a game plan of how I could tackle real food on a budget that worked for me and my family, both like now and worked for the long term. And so When my system kept working for myself over, you know, month and month and month again, Mm -hmm. we stayed within our budget. I thought, this is the system that my readers need. And so I set aside several months last year and wrote it up and shot some videos and gave it to them. And they have just been, they've just been so enthusiastic about it ever since. And it just, it is so rewarding to be able to help these families with the same struggle that we went through with a solution that actually works.
0: Well, and I mean our similars are i mean our stories are very similar in that aspect, and i I think the key right there of what i 'm hearing you say is you went from overwhelmed to being able to do it, and mm-hmm. that 's where you know it 's not that well i 've always liked green onions you know or whatever, and so why <laughs> don 't you like them too that 's not the issue it 's the okay, we had all you know super cheap stuff, so tell me mm-hmm. what is your current shopping style. So I know that the whole basis of coupons is, um, stocking up on sales, Mm -hmm. basically ultimately each week shopping from your own, what you already have. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, what is it that, can you just give me like the three basics of how you save money and eat healthy? Like how do you stop?
1: Sure. Well, I actually quit using coupons. Um, do you ever use them anymore? You know what? Only if Kroger sends them to me. <laughs> you know how Google knows what you're doing because they can watch oh, yeah. you're searching for. Them. I kind of feel the same way about grocery stores. When you use your like loyalty number or your loyalty card, they yeah. can track what you buy. So um, Kroger will send me coupons for the things I'm buying anyway. Those are the only ones I use. I don't have brain power or energy or time to do the coupon game anymore. And when we were transitioning to real food, I also realized that there weren't a lot of coupons for the food that I was wanting to eat. Mm-hmm. And they be, actually became a temptation to go backwards. Like maybe oh, okay. uh, like a coupon for a box of cake mix. And it'd be like, wow, I can get a really good deal on a box of cake mix. But I knew that if I bought it, then I wouldn't want to make it myself. I would want to use the box. And that did not help our goals as a family. So I eventually stopped using coupons. So now it's just whatever Kroger sends me. But my three must haves for my shopping style is I we always eat leftovers. That's like first and foremost. We always eat leftovers. It doesn't matter well, obviously not if they've gone bad, but we usually don't even have leftovers that go bad because we eat them first. So it won't matter if I eat them as is or if we eat them as, uh, you know, transition. Like if we take leftover rice and make a new meal like fried rice out of that rice, we just always eat leftovers. That's our number one goal, because the mentality there is you've already spent your money on food and mm-hmm. you've the time to go grocery shopping and you've unloaded it and you've already cooked it. Why would you throw it away? You're right. literally just throwing away money. So we always eat leftovers. I always have a meal plan. And nine times out of ten, it's not glamorous. It's not those super fancy meal plans that you can buy. I even offer these on my, on my blog too. You can have meal plans for you, but my own meal plans are straightforward. They're simple. They're attainable for what, for me and my time and my family likes what we're eating. And then, um, sales. If I'm at the grocery store, I know exactly where the clearance sections are and I, Always visit the clearance sections, And if I get a great deal on, um, I know you don't like green peppers, but if I find green peppers, (laughs) I will get them. Most
0: grownups like them. I just don't. (laughs) And neither does my husband. So we're meant for each other. Yeah.
1: So I'll buy what's on clearance and make a point to use it within the next day or two. And when I say use it, sometimes we eat it. A lot of times it's frozen or I will make, uh, like if I have bananas that are marked down, then I'll make banana bread muffins mm-hmm. and I'll just make the batter and freeze the batter for a later time and bake them up later. Cause it's like really quick. You can just throw it in your blender and you don't have to make too much of a mess in the kitchen. Okay. So those are my three. Okay. Well, that makes sense. So
0: the meal planning is key. The stocking up on sales is more. I mean, do you buy your meat on sale and freeze it? or Because that's a, that's a big thing for me is I buy the meat when it's on sale. A lot of times I pre-cook it just to make things easier in the future mm-hmm. um, and then do that. I mean, is that something that you watch really carefully?
1: I don't watch too carefully because I watch the clearance section like a hawk.
0: What okay. I found,
1: yeah, what I found is if I am diligent, um, like I know what days my grocery store marks down their meat. Ah. So if I shop on that day, I'm almost like 95% of the time guaranteed to find something marked down for the quality that my family wants. So we don't buy all organic. Some of our things are organic, some are not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I look for the quality that we want and I will go ahead and buy it. And then that's how I stock up. So it's not necessarily on the weekly sale that I do for me per se. But yeah, so, for so
0: do you make your meal plan after you go to the store?
1: Sometimes. Okay. You, usually, usually no. Usually I make it before I go and I base it on what I already have. And then okay. while I'm at the store, if I find something that is marked down, uh, so say, for example, um, I have a pork roast in the freezer, and I'm going to make pork tacos this week. But I go to the store, and there's a chicken that's marked down. I might say, well, you know what? I'm going to scratch the pork. We'll save that for a later day. I'll do chicken instead, and I'll go ahead and buy that, and then we'll cook it up instead. But a lot of the times when I'm buying the clearance items, it's to replenish what I've what I've already eaten out of the freezer. Okay. Okay. Very cool.
0: This is, um, I like your style. <laughs> I like. <laughs> well, I do. I mean, I, the, especially the baby steps and all of that. Um, let me ask you, um, mm-hmm. what are, th- I know we talked about, you know, what is it, what are some things that you always have on hand, um, that either are naturally cheap or mm-hmm. that, um, that you're willing to splurge on because they are what let you, your husband, your kids kind of Mm -hmm. survive healthy eating. Not that, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. (laughs) I know the goal is to thrive and everything, but sometimes there are moments where like for me, okay. So my, I had just started whole 30 when my final set of um, book edits came in.
1: And a big part of the reason
0: why I had gained so much weight over the last several years was writing two books. And I mean, I mean, like, that's just what I do. I mean, I am sitting there working on this and I'm stressed out and I'm mindlessly eating. And I had just started and you never know when the edits are going to come in. So anyway, I, so I switched to pecans. That was my crunchy thing. I mean, I, I'm sure I ate way more than is like healthy. If there's anything toxic in them, which I don't know, I'm sure I could have killed myself. But I mean, like I ate so many because i that was my little substitute. So like what are some things that you guys just non-negotiable have to keep on hand? Sometimes you pay more if you have to, but you also, you know, watch really carefully to make sure you've always got it.
1: Um yeah, so that's a really good question. Um I'm a big fan of having fresh fruit on hand. Okay. <laughs> it sounds like a crunchy person answer. But um part of my goals is to raise kids who enjoy eating healthy food. Mm-hmm. So it's really important to me to have fresh fruit on hand. So we like, religiously have apples, bananas, and oranges, always. Um, bananas are crazy cheap year-round. Yeah. App- apples are not. So mm-hmm. that's something I am re- willing to splurge on to make sure that we have. Um, and in the winter, it's oranges. And then in the summer, it'll be a different fruit, usually, like, depending on the, the month, like peaches or strawberries or something like that. A fun fruit is what I call it.
0: Do you – do you keep all of those and then also grab whatever's in season on sale or?
1: Yes. Well, right now, um, like in the winter, the, your choices of fun fruit to eat yeah. is very limited. So the apples, oranges, bananas is just the baseline. And yeah. then the stuff on top of it, like grapes or mm-hmm. strawberries, blueberries, peaches, that's what I call fun fruit. And so we'll just get one fun fruit a week. You know, a few pounds of it, enough for all of us to enjoy it a, a little bit throughout the week. Um, but we rely more so on the apples, bananas, and oranges as a, as a staple for fruit.
0: Which, I mean, those are honestly the ones the kids like the best anyway. Yes. Um, okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Anything um, else other than fruit? I like to have granola on hand, but I usually make it. And the reason I the reason I like having it is because it's very, very versatile. Like, it's great for a snack. It's great for a meal like we have it instead of cereal Um, and the whole family likes it and you can it's really cheap to make really really cheap it's really easy to make it's kind of one of those things you're like you can make your own granola and when you actually do it the first time you realize it's not that hard you just kind of mix it up in a bowl and stick it in the oven and set the timer and that's it set the timer and stir it (laughs) and do you eat it like with milk over it like cereal? Yeah, my husband and the kids like it with milk, just like cereal. I like it with yogurt. I think Mm, the the texture of creamy yogurt and crunchy yogurt is kind of fun. Um, I can also, like there's a little hack where you can make granola clusters, which are um, really good, but they're kind of addicting. But what I'll do is I'll leave the pan out on the counter and then just grab a cluster as I walk by. So little little confession there.
0: I think I've made granola one time and my whole family was like, what has happened to our our house? It smelled like the best. I mean, yeah, we all went crazy for it and then I never made it again.
1: But I know (laughs) I do have a crutch though. Okay. If you wanted to hear it. Yes, totally. Chips and salsa, which are seriously not that bad. (laughs) Well, if you can moderate yourself, no, (laughs) Yeah. I struggle with that. So that's a big splurge and I don't have to have it in the house all the time, but you know, that's one of those, like, Hey, are we going to have tacos? Cause I would really like some chips and salsa. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and guacamole is something that,
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So what stores do you shop at? You said Kroger. Um, yeah. do you recommend certain stores or are your programs based on just whatever
1: places you have to shop? Um, well, look, my program, of course, is based on whatever you happen to have in your area. Mm-hmm. If the rules work. Really, no matter where you live, no matter what resources you have, and that's kind of the way I wanted it to be because Mm -hmm. um, I have a Costco in my area, so I do shop at Costco, but I know not everybody does, nor does everybody even have a membership. Right. Um, And I also like shopping at Aldi, but when we lived on the West Coast, there wasn't, like Aldi isn't even in the West Coast, so that didn't work either. But now I shop uh, Costco, Kroger, Walmart, and Aldi, Although not too often. I like going there, but um it's their hours of operation just don't quite work with my schedule as so I like them to be. Yeah. And um gosh, that's pretty much it. Okay. I have a couple of things that are delivered from online if I find a good deal, but for the most part, those are my stores. Cool.
0: Well let's talk about um this has been really fun. I have really enjoyed talking yeah. to you. I think we have very um similar mindsets and I am excited to try some of your um, strategies. Uh, but oh, tell me about your five days to a fresh start, which is a free challenge that you offer. Is that correct?
1: It is. Yeah. Okay. So this was born um, again, out of my readers kind of asking me, I'm so overwhelmed and I really want to do this, but I have no idea where to start. And so I came up with a list of really simple, tangible things that actually made a difference because I don't really believe in, um, I was a teacher in a former life, and yeah, I don't believe I don't believe in giving homework just to give homework. So I didn't want to assign. Amen. Them. Yeah, I didn't want to give these uh, tasks or challenges to my readers just to give them something to do. I wanted mm-hmm. it to be where they could do it, and it was actually a like a good thing for them. It made a change, a positive change in their house, and it gave them a win at the same time. Because of, you know, our brains sometimes get in the way. Of we think something is really hard to do. But once we actually do it, it turns out it's not that bad. Yeah. And we just need a little win in our court to keep on going. And so I created this five days to a fresh start and it's, it's super simple. It's five simple challenges that can be, whoopla, they can be completed in five day or I'm sorry, holy smokes, in 15, <laughs> I need <some> more coffee. <laughs> it's quite all right. We understand. Completed in 15 minutes or less. Okay. So 15
0: minutes each day for five days.
1: Yes, and the beauty of these is that you can really complete them in any order, and I designed that too. I didn't want it to be where you could not move forward if you didn't do day one because a lot of times, like, life happens, right? Mm -hmm. Company comes over, kids, you know, throw up, or who knows what happens, and you just can't keep going. So they are just five simple tasks. We hit five different areas, but they all work towards the common goal of giving you a healthier kitchen and a leaner grocery budget and it kind of just puts you in the right mindset to keep taking more steps after those five. Okay. That's
0: exciting. And that is, yeah. tell me the exact name of it. It's five days to a fresh start. Okay. And I will be sharing the link here in a minute. Well, thank you so much, Tiffany, for joining me today. Thanks I have really enjoyed, and I i am um, going to be looking for those ingredients. It's high fructose corn syrup. And what mm-hmm. was the other one?
1: Hydrogenated oils. Oh, yeah. I know that's the tricky one. I'm going to be honest with you. That's the stuff. That's, that's the oil that makes everything taste good. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was about to ask you. Is that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, But, but I do. I like,
0: and do they call it that? Or is it one of those things that has different names that you have to be careful of?
1: Um, it can be known by other names, but by high, but hydrogenated is going to be the key word. You'll see it, whether it's fully hydrogenated, partially hydrogenated. If you just see that word, that should be a little red flag. Okay. Okay. Well, that's
0: good news. Not bad, right? I mean, it feels like bad news, but
1: (laughs) no, I know. It's like that. It's like a double whammy. It's like, Oh no, I have to throw out my favorite, you know, insert your crutch item here. But at the same time, it's you, like you mentioned earlier, you really will feel better when you eat foods that are good for you. And then, well, and it's one of those things too, where you feel
0: better and yet you didn't know you felt bad before.
1: Yes. Like that's, yeah.
0: that's been the weirdest thing for me is I'm like, I really didn't think I felt bad, but now I'm thinking, Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I did. <laughs> so, okay. Well, thanks for joining me. And, um, I will, um, have a link in the show notes for the podcast and, um, hope people can do this five days to a fresh start.
1: Thanks. Absolutely.
0: You're welcome. Okay. It's just me again, finishing up. Didn't you guys like Tiffany? Didn't you feel like she was a kindred spirit? I did. Um, Okay, so the link that I mentioned is grocerybudgetbootcamp.com slash slob. That's grocerybudgetbootcamp.com slash slob. And that will take you straight to the five days to a fresh start challenge, which is free. So um, I loved the idea of doing it at your own pace and taking 15 minutes a day and not ever getting behind. And that's speaking my love language right there. Okay. Um, before I go, I did want to talk a little bit about the patron group, which we mentioned in the midst of the podcast. Um, if you are interested in being a patron and finding out what that means, uh, you can go to patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash a slob chems clean. I'll also have a link in the show notes for this podcast. Um, and if you, um, are interested in hopefully coming to one of my speaking events that are coming up, go to a slobcomesclean.com slash speaking. I will be doing a book tour. I will have a Dallas event in March. And then in April, I will have multiple events. Um, San Diego, um, my mind is blank Atlanta and most likely in, um, North Carolina, Asheville. So, I'm excited about those. Um, and then there will be some, there's Minneapolis coming up in June and, and all of that. So I would love it. Uh, if you are anywhere near those places, just so you know, the events that are, um, the pinners conferences, just so you know, that's not a blogging conference. That's a home and garden show. It's a home and garden show with a Pinterest twist to it. Um, meaning it's very arts and crafts focused. There are, classes you can take where you actually make the different crafts. And anyway, and I'm teaching two classes at those. So those are super fun. Um, and they are girls weekends. I mean, I mean, really they, I I went to the one in Dallas. It was, it would be a completely legitimate girls weekend. Like if you are two hours away, it would be well worth your time and fun if you like home and garden stuff. Okay. And if you're crafty and you get into all that, I mean, we're talking like all the booths all over that have all the fun stuff. You know, if you've ever been to a home and garden show, you know what I'm talking about anyway. Um, but those would be worth your time to attend those as a, um, as a girl's weekend, you know, like get a night in a hotel and go with your best friends or whatever. Um, there were actually, I met lots of people at the Dallas one who had done exactly that they'd done it the year before and then it was worth their time enough that they came back again, um, and, and did it. So, and I would love to meet you guys anyway. Um, those again are at dot slash speaking. And don't forget about the bonus. Um, that's still available. If you're listening to this in February of 2018, uh, go to a slash bonus to get your pre-order bonus. All right. I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.